Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name is Jerry. My name is Aziz. And today we're going to talk about how superiority complexes affect relationships. Love snobs, love snobs, love snobs. The love snobs have surfaced. You know, the people that actually use honesty to communicate. The genuine friends that refuse to let you feel sorry for yourself. Yes, those people. You know, the friends that collect your tears every time life makes your eyes ring. The love snobs, the people that don't allow you to settle. Support your dreams, but don't support you sleeping with just anybody. You know, the friends that are so judgmental, they actually stay away from negative people and encourage you to surround yourself with positive people. Yes, that friend. The friends that love you even when you refuse to love yourself. You, you know, know, the, the love snobs. snobs. Yeah, as we as you know, we're we're this is season four, and the theme of season four four is let's be clear here. So we're gonna talk about how superiority complexes affect the relationship, and we're gonna break down what is it truly, how do they how do they affect our relationships, how can we make adjustments, and what we gain in the process. Yes, yes. So. First thing we want to do is basically define it by dictionary.com defines it as an exaggerated feeling of one's own superiority, which, you know, is vague. It can be all kinds of things. And when we first thing we think of is the elite, when we think of having a superiority complex, we think of the wealthy, we think of the person who feels like they're the very attractive person, the person who dresses nice, the person who has no time, the person who pays for luxuries, things of that nature. We think of all kinds of things when we think of superiority. We think conceit, we think vanity, yeah. we think of things of that nature. But what is what is it truly? Well, we would say it's, it's all those things as well as playing the victim. You know, yeah, not making the victim, decision, being in the background. Decision, being in the background, trying to, you know, govern the relationship from behind, believing your emotions are more important than the other person's emotions. And really highlighting emotions to govern your relationships over principles. We think that is a form of having a superiority complex. Well, it's easy to identify it with somebody who puts themselves out there and who's bold and doesn't mind being the center of attention, right? It's the people that hide in the background because they govern the relationship with their emotions and their emotions are, their emotions are always valid or it always, or they want their emotions to always be validated that, it becomes, they run the relationship. Definitely. But those people go undetected all the time because you don't ever think of them as being someone who's controlling the relationship, but they're controlling the relationship. Definitely, it's a great, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing movie. We, you know, obviously I love watching romantic rela relationship movies, whether it's romantic comedies, whether it's, you know, a drama, so on and so forth. And obviously we watch romantic, you know, relationships, movies together, things of that nature. And what we always see, the person that is struggling, the person that's getting told what to do, the person, they become that hero. They become the, the person who's facing all the adversity. They become the story. But they never open their mouth. They never tell the person what they're doing to them is wrong. They never stand up to themselves for themselves into the, into the movie, you know? So when we look at it, we're like, oh, everybody resonates with that person because there's a bunch of them and less leaders. Mm -hmm. So 
we badger the leader throughout the whole movie because the person didn't open their mouth and they're expected for the other person to just understand what they're going through or what they're feeling throughout the whole movie. But when they decide that they don't want to be with the person, when they decide they're fed up, they have an outpour of emotions, they're, they're dismissive, they close up, they eliminate the person from their life and the person has no clue of what's going on. I mean, yeah, that and, movie and- that you always use? Who, me? Yeah, you always use the movie with Kate Hudson. Oh, yeah, Something Borrowed. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, that was going to be my next thing. It's always that storyline, the storyline of, I was going to use the man and a woman, but that's perfect. You have an outgoing friend who super ambitious, never um, always, always comfortable being in the spotlight, going for what they want, getting what they want. And then you have the friend on the sideline who the, the movie portrays them as their, their, their lackey right Mm -hmm. somebody who who never had a shot anyway because this person was always going to steal their 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 thunder anyway and when you when you went in the movie the the sick part about it is that you are rooting for or or the most people are rooting for the underdog right who who was super shady like she was sleeping with homegirls man definitely on on the low Mm -hmm. and and, and, and they ended up together eventually. But the point is, is that she was the shady one all along because at least the Kate Hudson was being who she was. That's so her exactly friend bought into was. who she was. And she was she was honest and open yeah. and straightforward mm-hmm. about everything she was. And that's obviously an example of a person that is not, you know, doesn't have a superiority complex because she believes that she picked the friend she wanted to pick. She dealt with the friend she wanted to deal with. She believes that this person's her friend. And all the while, the person is not her friend. It was uncomfortable around her. And we tend to think that's the person with the superiority complex because that's painted. That's what's painted for us. But it's an exaggerated, it's a person who exaggerates their own superiority. So if the whole relationship is about you, your emotion, how you feeling, what's going on with you, you need to look in the mirror and think, am I the one that's actually suffering from having a superiority complex or is it really the person who's truly being who they are truly explaining what they want and truly going after what they want and being the go-getter man the reality is you know people connect with people for a reason so they became friends for a reason like the other you know at, at some point they both believe they was getting something out of the relationship. So we, you know, don't get it twisted. Like you always see it too, like with the man and the woman dynamic, husband, wife, right? Hus- woman is overbearing. She's seemingly controlling. She, she is cold and she's all these things, right? And then you have the loving husband who can't seem to get a break, who can't seem to get, you know, his wife's attention and, and all these- Everything for her. Yeah, he does it. He takes care of the kids. He cooks yeah, dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's present, you know, and she's just, workaholic B, B. and you know what I mean like and and they pay her to be the villain and he's just this amazing guy and he winds up cheating on her but you're rooting for him because with the new woman yeah 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 because she's understanding and she's she's that but it's like never once do, do people think about like he chose her. They chose each other. Definitely. So he was one for a reason for her strength. And now Definitely. her strength became an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's so like we see that movie all the time. Definitely. So yeah, it's like one of those things where it's people don't make decisions. You people see it in reverse. You see it in you know. You see it with the man and woman dynamic. Yeah, mm-hmm. with the woman and male dynamic. It's always the person that's t- choosing a job over their family. It's always the person that 
you know, is tapped out. It's always the person that is really struggling, like, you know, that really wants to travel and is stuck in motherhood or is stuck in parenthood or stuck in a marriage you know, or a dead in marriage. And when you really look at it, you're like, okay, they all have superiority complexes. Like movies are based on people with superiority complexes. Yeah, the whole it makes, it, it makes about, it's good for TV. Yeah. Yeah, about sure inner thoughts and how you feel like you're being victimized by something you have control over, mm -hmm. something you signed on for. You decide to have children. You decide to get married. You didn't only decide to get married. When your marriage is not doing well, you're a willing participant in the marriage. So it's up, it's, you're the one that's unhappy. The other person's obviously getting what they want out of the marriage. Yes. So whether they're badgering you, whether you feel like they're talking down to you, whether you feel like they always got something to say to you, you have to say something. Because yes. they're saying something. They're saying exactly what they feel about you. They're saying exactly what they think about you. They're saying they're starting a discussion. And it's up to you to say, listen, don't talk to me like that. Listen, this is what needs to be done. I'm not going to, if you feel this way about me or you feel like I'm not living up to your standards, you might want to really invest in somebody who is. You have to stand up for yourself from the beginning of the relationship. And you have to understand who you're with. You have to understand the long-term investment of who you're with. And you have to understand that there's certain things about the person that's not going to change. If they was ambitious when you met them, yes. they're going to be ambitious in the middle of the relationship. They're going to be ambitious in the, in the end of the relationship. And if their ambition causes you to feel uncomfortable or insecure, it's not on them. It's on you to figure out how you can coexist in a relationship or looking in the mirror and saying, I can't coexist in this relationship and they deserve someone who's either as ambitious as they are or really is fueled by the ambition. Well, I'm glad that you said that because I think that segues into the next point. If you don't, mm -hmm. is it okay to move forward? Oh, definitely. How do, how do they, how do people that have a superiority complex, how does that affect the relationships? Definitely, which we touched on a little bit in talking about what is it truly to be, have a superiority complex. And obviously we didn't touch on the obvious. So we didn't state the obvious of, you know, the, the vain person, the person who's just doesn't care about what other people feel, doesn't really deal with what other people, they look at, they look at other people as less than, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the obvious. So we didn't really want to touch on that within the relationship because that's glaring. You can see it. You can see when it's happening. But what we don't see is the person who's playing the victim or the person who's supposedly an inferior position, but they're not standing up for themselves. So how does that affect our relationships and having a superiority complex? How does that affect our relationships? Because like we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, they are running the relationship from behind. Definitely. If you're not a willing participant in the relationship, if you're not expressing your concerns or your the things that are that you're not getting from the relationship anymore, then you're part of the problem. Definitely. So if you are either closing up and not being present, you're part of the problem. If you decide to step out and create a whole new relationship because you're not getting what you want from your current relationship, you're part of the problem. Every time that you walk away or, or leave the house or you take advantage of a moment that you can have those conversations, you're, you're, you're part of the problem. And I think that people don't really necessarily see that because they think that they're doing the relationship a favor by not bringing things up because they know it's probably not gonna- yeah, That's they don't want to argue. argue. But you signed on to be in a relationship, which is arguing for the rest of your life, which yeah. is coming to but, common ground for the rest of your life, which is going to take 
when we're on opposing sides, we're gonna disagree and we're gonna argue until we're on the same side. And argue doesn't mean that we're like arguing, like we're arguing maliciously, like we're calling each other's name, each other names, and we're being disrespectful. We're just like you said, is being on opposing sides and having the conversation until we are on the same side. Definitely. Well, and let's be clear here. When it gets to that point where we are disrespecting each other and yelling at each other, it's because we didn't tackle that issue from the yeah. get. Yeah, it yeah. allowed it. Somebody took a step back and somebody didn't. They allowed the snowball into this big thing that you can't recover from. Yeah. Now you 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 end up feeling like whether it's coming from a place of insecurity, whether it's coming from a place of um, superiority, whether it's coming from a place of feeling inferior, it's happening. And you're lashing out now because it's piled on as opposed to attacking the issues as they come. And people don't want to put in the work. And it should be a passion. You should want your relationship to be in the greatest place all the time. And if you have an issue all the time with your relationship, you might need to start thinking about is this relationship for you? Because if you're never happy in a relationship and you feel like there's always an issue, then obviously you and that person can't coexist. Obviously that's a glaring sign that you might need to evaluate the overall relationship. Because if you can't bring up the little issues like, listen, you went to work, you worked overtime three three days this week you know so make sure next week we we do set aside some time for one another you know no more overtime for next week you know we put in the work we did everything we need to do like you clear it up before it snowballs into this bigger issue and now all of a sudden you're like you always work and you're making it an always thing as opposed to an isolated week you know what i mean now it's a you do it all the time and they're like well i didn't think you had a problem with it because you never said anything and when you're spending the money you don't have a problem with it and when it's we're paying our bills, you don't have a problem with it, or we have a little extra to save, you don't have a problem with it because they think that you're on board, but really you you would trade the money for the time. So yeah, you need and, to be and, clear. Yeah, and let's be clear, that Definitely. should be that should be something that should be said. Definitely. And it shouldn't just be assumed. Because like you said, and even with the strength the strengths that we talked about earlier, it's when you when you when you meet a person that is assertive there's benefits to being around an assertive person, Definitely. right? So, and, um, and anybody who's around an assertive person benefits from being around that person and they enjoy it when they are on the same side of, as that but person. it's convenient. Yeah, but as soon as they're not on the same side of that person, then it becomes a thing. Or a bigger thing than what it needs to be. And then yeah. you're looked at because there's 27 other people that's on your side, because let's be clear here, how many assertive people are there? There's more, there's less assertive people than there are people who aren't assertive. So yeah. they tend to pile up and you tend to have 27 people on your side, but not once did somebody take a step back and say, but you chose this assertive person. Yes. Person was this way when you met them. Exactly. So if you're going to be fair about the relationship, you have to understand that the person was that way when you met them. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to steal what's great about them. And when it was convenient, when they was opening up doors for you, it was okay. Mm -hmm. But now that it's affecting you or close a door on you, now you have an issue. Mm -hmm. So you have to be clear about what you want. Let's be clear here. You joint the relationship. We're talking about accountable relationships. You have to be accountable for who you picked as a partner and the attributes they had when you picked them and when you chose them. We're not talking about people who changed. We're talking about people who showed that attribute, people who you enjoyed that attribute in them when it was convenient and then they took it back. Yeah, I mean, cause obviously you're with them for that reason, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it gets real weird when 
you know, it's, it's something that you start to dread about the person or something you start to resent. Um, and then it becomes a, a bigger issue than it should be. Definitely. Let's talk about how it affects the relationships to always base relationships on how a person feels. Oh yeah, that too. That's, that's, that's a that's a red flag for me anytime when I'm listening to a person and they're like, well, I'm entitled to how I feel and they need to understand how I feel. And I'm always saying to them, do you not think the other person has feelings too about that same topic? So why does your feeling supersede their feeling? Think about that. Every person you come in contact with also has feelings. So that's the, a glaring sign that you have a superiority complex because you believe your feelings should always supersede somebody else's feelings. And if you're dealing with just feelings, then obviously that person has feelings, you have feelings, how do y'all come to a common ground? How do you decipher whose feelings are more important? How do you understand whose feelings will take precedence over another person's feelings? Principles. You have to have principles that govern the relationship. Obviously, if a person got shot and they're on the floor, you're tending to them, they have a higher need. So obviously that's the principle. The person with the higher need is gonna take precedence over the person with the less glaring need, right? So that's always something that's in place before you have the tragedy or before you deal with the emotional aspect of it. You're putting things in place. So you understand whose emotions to deal with at that particular time because it's glaring. It's something that's, the importance is there and it's already within the principles or the structure of relationships that we take care of that person's emotions first. A lot of people say, oh, it's the woman, so we need to take care of the woman's emotions. Like we watch the we watch shows all the time where the kid dies and somehow the woman has the most emotion towards it. So the man has to take care of the woman's emotion towards the kid dying and their kid died as well. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So we have to do it together. We have to get through this together and we lose track of together. We're going through this together. Every last tragedy, every last trauma, every last thing we go through, if we're a team, we go through it together. If we're friends, we go through it together. So we have to understand that we're going through anything together. And uh, people lose track of that when they start believing their emotion supersedes what we signed on for. And what we signed on for is to get through whatever we have to get through together. Well, yeah, that's all, that's a good point. And another point is the being around the temperamental person, right? Definitely. The person that can get, that can just spaz out in 2.5 seconds, you know? So everyone's tip Jerry top the world. Huh? The Jerry's of the world. The Jerry's of the world. <laughs> the Jerry's of the world. She's talking, she's, she's got insight about, insight on, on our relationship from time to time. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say, oh, uh, well, yeah, from, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, around me, you are temperamental. You're not a temperamental person. What a, yes. Well, it's all it's 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 allowing it's 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 really allowing waking up on the wrong side of the bed or feeling some type of way and expecting everyone to move the way you want them to move because you feel a certain way. Definitely. And it's you're a different it's a different level of emotion, huh? I said you're late for work. And yeah. I call you, and you're like, huh? What you want? And yeah. I'm like, well, I didn't wake you up late. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just call for X, Y, and Z, and then. You know, and then you pass that on to me, and then now we 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 in turmoil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's obviously understanding that you woke up on when you sang temperamental, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Everybody didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. So it's up to you to be to understand like 
Yeah, yeah, I gotta jump in the shower real fast, I'm gonna call you when I get out. I woke up, I woke up, you know, I woke up late. So you're not pushing that on the other person. You're explaining some of your circumstance and then you'll call them when you're in a better space or you're in a better headspace because you're rushing at that particular time. Instead of taking that five seconds to do that, what you want? Mm -hmm. and, we, and we tend to take the people that we are the closest to for granted. Definitely. So we shortcut conversations, we shortcut phone calls, we, sh we shortcut things because in our minds, where they're gonna be there, they should understand. But those are the people that we should be taking out the time to have the conversation. So yeah, my, I kept snoozing and I turned my alarm off by accident. That's nobody's fault but mine, right? Mm -hmm. And so I shouldn't be short with the people that I'm around and then pleasant to the people when I get to work. Like, why do they get the best version? Why should they get the best version of me when I just crapped on everyone that I actually, that called me in the morning or did whatever, like I didn't have time for it. So it's, it's governing the relationship with those types of, of emotions where you think that, things are going wrong for you in certain moments and you expect everyone to stop with you and tiptoe around you or deal with you with kitty gloves because you can't deal in that moment. Definitely, it's the vanity. It's the vanity. It's truly having a superiority complex. And we let that skate by because it's so normal that it became okay. It became okay in our relationships. But when you look around and you ask people, how many healthy relationships do you see around you? How many accountable relationships do you see around you? They're looking at you and they're like, and they're counting in their head. And it's because we made it normal to put our emotions above other people's principles mm -hmm. or above the relationship's principles. So you're right, you take the time and you invest and you take a step back and you say, this is another person on the side or on the other end of the phone. Let me treat them as such. This is a person I love. This is a person I care about. This is a person that, you know, I need to nurture and give a clear understanding of what I'm going through. Like, let's be clear here. I woke up, or I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, or I woke up wrong, or something's just happened to me. But this person is here to support me in anything I need. So they do understand that I need to rush out so I can't talk to them at this present time. But if what they are talking to me about or what they call me about is something that takes precedence over me getting out and getting out and getting on being on time for work, I'm gonna take the time to say, listen, work don't like the priority is them and I just have to be late for work. So there's two parts of this. Some at some point you woke up and you they know that you have to get to work. So whatever they called you for is just probably to shoot the breeze, see how you was doing, see what's going on. And you'll, you know, you'll hit them on the way to work or you call them on the way to work. And then the next thing can be something actually went wrong where they need your assistance. And the only way you're gonna find that out is taking a deep breath and taking the time to understand there's a person on the other side of the phone that you care about and love and appreciate. Mm -hmm. And the relationship and nurturing the relationship supersedes what you're feeling at that present time. And then you also to have the person who who believes that they can't catch a break. <laughs> Everything life is happening to them. Oh my God, yes. Life so, is happening to them. That person is hard to motivate. That person is hard to like even give advice to. And they govern the whole entire relationship because they're so pessimistic that they can't get out their own way. Definitely. And, and they, don't they know have a thousand excuses. It. They're attracting all the negative energy. Yeah, and they and they have all these excuses why they are where they are, and no plan to get out of it. 
but yet you have to understand that they always going through something. They was going through. Like we always like we always talk about how if you join a gang, you're gonna witness more more murder. Yes. Gonna witness witness more death. If you work in an old folks home, you're gonna witness more murder, more death. More murder. Excuse me. More death. Like you're gonna encounter more deaths and more people you're attached to that's going to die. You know what I mean? Like if you put yourself in a position to have tragedy around you, you're going to have more tragedy. Mm -hmm. So if you put yourself in a position where you're dealing with people who are letting you down all the time, people who are not showing up, people who, you know, people who say they're going to do something and, and don't do it, or people who treat you poorly, or people who yell at you, or people who disrespect you, and you're constantly telling yourself, well, they're human or well, you constantly giving that person excuses, you're going to have a harder life. You stand up for yourself, you're surrounded by people who, who love you and show you that they love you. You only allow, you have high standards, you only allow people in your life that actually benefit you and you can actually benefit and you're gonna have a more eventful life. Well, let's be clear, Aziz. Mm -hmm those people may be giving that same energy and that same type of effort. So that's why they surround themselves around those same people. So, you know, you attract who you are also. So yeah. that's also, you know, needs to be said as well. You're not, it does not always a good person on the under, the under, the other end of a crappy situation because they are the most amazing pe person. Sometimes they are not, they're just as crappy as they are. There's levels so, to it, right? Let's be clear here. I was nowhere near saying that that person is an amazing person because amazing people one amazing people around them. Okay. So I'm literally saying if you're amazing, you're going to attract amazing people. What I'm saying is if you have all those people because they have a superiority complex. So like what you just said, they deem themselves this savior and this amazing person and this person that they only human and this very understanding person. They have they believe that. So they exaggerate the feelings of their own superiority, their own importance. Oh, I, I can save everybody and everybody that needs saving, I'm there for. So they surround themselves by those people. So therefore, they're going to constantly have issues. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're amazing for doing it. I'm saying that's why they have those issues. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're attracting the same people. They're, they consider themselves nurturers and they're attracting people they have to nurture without getting nurtured back. Yeah, the they're not getting there. So getting they don't have an equal relationship. Mm -hmm. They don't have a relationship that though that that pulls back into them. So really they look at relationships as a charity and not a relationship. Because relationships are give and take. Mm -hmm. Love is a boomerang. You throw it out, you should get it back. Mm -hmm. So if they're just constantly giving, 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 of course they're gonna be drained. So there's nothing, there's no way I think that's an amazing person. Actually, I think that person has. A superiority complex. Well, I just wanted to be clear um, because some people are going through life by themselves because they were crappy people and they have to build up to being around oh, definitely. people that definitely. are are better than what they were. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like it's not a given. Like it's, I mean, it's but so long. A per it's, 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 it's only a matter of time before a person that is not giving, giving as much as is, is an amazing person or not so amazing whatever it's take keep take, draining the relationship and they and they're with amazing people people that believe in principle that relationship is not going to last forever you know what i mean like somebody's going to make a decision Definitely. so 
Amazing, I just, amazing people make decisions. Leaders make decisions. They yeah. make tough decisions to benefit the whole because they're thinking about the whole. So they understand that if this person keeps draining them, it's not going to be beneficial to the relationship. So they make the decision, whether they want to or not, they make the decision to walk away. Mm-hmm. But let's be clear here. We live in this society where the people you're talking about that's always draining people always has that next person to drain. Yeah, they do. They always have the sob story and they always have the air of that person that's ready to, to oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you out the hole. Mm-hmm. I don't want to look down on you. I don't want to judge you. The fact that people believe another person has the ability to destroy them through judgment, I will say that those people have a superiority complex. Yeah. Oh, I don't judge. I don't judge. I don't judge. It's the greatest sign of a superiority complex. Like, we all judge. Like, so we all have the right to judge and decide who we want around us. These relationships, this is not, do I help this person off the ground because they fell in front of us? We even have that, we even can make that decision. Do I want to pick this person up, have to call the cops, have to wait for the cops, or do I want to get to work? Yeah, absolutely. Like, we all have the right to make that decision, and that takes a judgment. We, at that moment, we said work was more important than this person. Mm-hmm which is a judgment. Somebody else is gonna take care of that person, which is also a judgment. You're saying somebody else would not have the, the same job or not have to get to work, will take care of that person that failed mm-hmm. and wait for the cops and do all that. So we all are making judgments on a regular basis. So the people that say they don't judge, they have superiority complexes. Mm-hmm. They're trying to look a certain way versus living with the real the reality that I'm going to judge people based on who they are or based on what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's the clear understanding. So that's how all those people affect relationships. Mm-hmm. They affect our relationships because they have no clue that they're draining the relationships as opposed to just being who they need to be, being truly honest about who they are and what they think and getting through the disagreements or getting through the opposites and getting through the differences together so we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. An equal partner is a person who's actually, who actually believes they're looking in the eyes of an equal. So they're not too high, they're not too low. They believe this person's an equal, we're walking together. And they never lose focus of the fact that we're working together. Well, yeah, sometimes being on the same page doesn't mean that we're walking in the same direction together either definitely so that's another thing too like you may come to the conclusion that we're not meant to be the closest of friends we're not probably meant well, to then be it's not a relationship what do you so mean we're talking about accountable relationships it's no longer a relationship there's no longer a relationship with some, but what i'm saying is that when you do like we, we we talk about having the conversation being on the same page the reality is sometimes you don't get on the same page definitely. and sometimes you have to make that decision and sometimes you have to keep it moving so it's it's yes, it's no longer a relationship, but you can you can look, you can reflect back on the relationship and said and say, hey, we spoke about it, we're on the same page, and there's no closure needed because you guys had to you had the conversation. Definitely, and that goes to that goes to how it affects our relationships when you don't when you don't walk away when you feel you need to. Yeah, because you have a superiority complex and you think that whole person's world is going to fall apart without you. Yeah, so you stay because of it. You don't even have to be their friend to support them. No. Like you could walk away from a relationship when they're in a, when they're in a bad place and still help them through that bad place. Yeah. Like 
don't do anybody a favor. Don't use your time and your time on this earth to do somebody else a favor, favor by believing that you should stay in a relationship because you're doing the better thing. Mm -hmm. You pick each relationship because it benefited you. It suited you. That's what relationships are. We have the right to pick who we want to be in relationships with. Mm -hmm. This is not a humanity thing. This is not helping your fellow man thing. This is building loving relationships with people that you're getting to know, you want to spend your life with, and it's going to enhance your life. Anybody that's not doing that, they're not enhancing your life. So stop doing people a favor by staying with them. Break up with them, please, or walk away from them, please, if you don't want to be there. And I, that's a good point. And I think that takes us, not I think, I keep saying I think, positive aggressive. That mm -hmm. takes us to the next point of how can we make the adjustment? Definitely. So when we're dealing with uh, having a superiority complex, I think the first two topics and the first two questions we asked, I think it clearly, under, it clearly highlights how you make the adjustment. First thing, first things first is, truly understand what it means to have a superiority complex. It's exaggerating your feelings, your, your feelings above others, exaggerating your importance above others that you actually decided to join a relationship with that you told was your equals. So it's first understanding what that is. The next thing is how it's affecting your relationship. It's clearly understanding how do we make the adjustments. So those are the first things, knowledge is power. So the first thing is asking yourself those two questions before we get to now making the adjustment. How would you say, what would be an example of making an adjustment, Jerry, you would say? Making an adjustment is, is taking responsibility for who you are within the relationship and understand and not thinking that, and not governing the relationship with your feelings. And knowing that when you signed up for a relationship that it's beyond how you feel in the moment, it's beyond mm -hmm. Um, it's beyond your personal needs in, in the sense that it's, it's not just about you. So when you are, when you wake up in the morning and when you are building with other people, you can't just not want to be apart because you're in a bad mood. You know what I mean? It's, it's really checking your emotions and knowing that you signed up for something bigger than yourself. It's like being a parent. It's, it's, it's being a, it's like being a parent, right? Like the minute that you decide to be a parent, there's days that you want to sleep in, but you if you want to be a good parent, you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're getting up and you're being, the, you're being a responsible parent. Definitely. And that's what, and it, it, that goes across the board. Or you get up and you call your friend and ask them, can they come over? Well, that too. Yeah. How that's also being responsible as well. I think, I think I want to be clear. Let's be clear. Being a great parent is asking for assistance. So if you don't want to get out of bed, make sure you're a great parent by asking somebody to support you when you need the support. If you're tired, ask for help. You know what I mean? Don't do it all by yourself. We forgot to even touch on the do-it-alls. I want to oh, do it yeah, 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 we did. That superiority complex that believe it can't happen to them and they need to do everything by themselves and everybody, you know, is doing them wrong. But how you make that adjustment is ask for support. Have the discussion, like what Jerry was saying. Like, identify, but don't just identify it. Have the discussion. You know, be clear on who's in your life and why they're in your life and what's the most important thing is the relationship over the individual. And also an understanding, like, why is it that I'm annoyed with certain things now and it's, it's, it's bothersome now, but it wasn't bothersome when I first 
met them or when I first started dating them or like it's, it's also understanding that as well because like we said there's benefits to being around leaders there's benefits to being around people that are strong but why is that not favorable at this point in in, in our relationship and it's also t- taking that time and understanding that and and checking yourself and your emotions, just saying like, am I overreacting right now because I'm not feeling good or I'm not feeling good about myself or I'm not in the, be- the best headspace. I have a lot going on and I'm super sensitive to all the things that's going on around me. It's unfair to make everyone else pay for that. Definitely, you have, to make a, you have to make a mentality adjustment. Yeah, you have to make, so that's the, that's the first thing. make is, a mentality adjustment. adjustment is making the mentality. Is it just like the emotion is real. You're feeling the emotion. So like we always say, the emotion is present and it's real in the moment, but it's not actual. Meaning to really have that clear understanding within the relationship, you need the other person's perspective. You need the other person's point of view to find what's actual. But the emotion is real. So when you're feeling it, now it's your time to ask, to now start a discussion to see is what, what I'm feeling, is, is it actual? Is it something that's really going on? Or is it something that's in my head and I'm reading too far into it. But you need to have the discussion with the other person. And in making that adjustment, you have to believe that it's not something you should be doing alone. You joined the relationship to have the discussion about the relationship with the person you're in the relationship with. So if something well, what, comes up, you have the discussion with them. That's how you make the adjustment. Well, what advice would you give somebody who lives in their head? And like you said, it's, it's one thing to, to, to think about things and it, turns into this it can turn to this horrible thing when you think about things and you keep it to yourself and you don't want to express it to anyone else so you're not even bouncing the idea the thought the emotion around or you know with someone else to even see if it if it's even accurate Definitely. like what would what would you how would you advise a person who thinks it's okay to be in their head and and they need to make the adjustment but they're not they're not saying anything obviously you know what they're doing comes from a place of vanity they lost track of the relationship so i would give them a vain uh, uh, a vain example. If you're, you're worried about losing weight in your head, but don't exercise, are you ever going to lose weight? No. no. <laughs> so it's about doing something about it. Anytime you live in your head and just stay in your head and not do anything about it, the problem still resonates. The problem's still there. So it's about identifying the problem one, and it's about now seeing if the problem exists and seeing if we can resolve the problem. Two, everybody always talks about actions speak louder than words, but like we always say, it's a relationship. Why do we separate them? We shouldn't. Words and actions work hand in hand. They're not separated, but we always find who's doing the greater thing. Actions speak louder than words. Okay, I could agree with that statement, but that statement shouldn't be a relationship. Your words and your actions should be a relationship. They should coexist. So yeah, you have the thoughts now, which are the words in your head. And now the action is bringing them words to life by asking the questions and talking about the issue. So my thing always would be, if you're living in your head, you're not, you're taking away from the relationship. So make the adjustment. Stop taking from the relationship by believing it's your problem. No, it's our problem. Mm -hmm. Anything that's your problem becomes our problem. Anything that's my problem becomes your problem. And until you understand that, it's not just your problem. We, 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 we have an issue. So you have to change your mentality. So how do we make the adjustment? We change our mentality. How do we change our mentality? We need to have a clear understanding that we join relationships to share life with people. 
and constantly tell yourself that. Constantly take that risk. Constantly have the courage and be courageous enough to show up on a daily basis with that mentality. Even when you don't want to talk, put forth the effort. Do what you don't want to do if it's going to benefit the relationship. Yeah. Never give in to that. And obviously what leads us to our last question would be, what will we gain from the process? And obviously we'll gain an accountable relationship. Mm-hmm. Obviously we'll gain maybe a bunch of going back and forth, maybe a bunch of discussions, maybe a but, but we'll, we'll gain clarity. This whole season is about let's be clear. In that relationship, no matter what happens, you'll gain clarity. So instead of walking around with the superiority complex, believing that you supersedes us, you need to start believing that us supersedes me and us would actually take care of me. Because if us is not taking care of me, I gotta go find a us that takes care of me. Mm-hmm. If us is taking care of me, then it's, it's working perfectly. I need to sustain and maintain us. So how does not having a superiority complex benefit our relationship? It allows the relationship to flourish. It allows both people involved to, to have security within the relationship. And we have the foundation of understanding that we're in this together. And also, it also allows the person to be confident that they actually belong. And it, they are the best version of themselves. Definitely. Because it's, it's not about, you know, we're not going to always agree. We're not always going to be, we, we may start off on the, uh, not being on the same page. But if we have the same end goal, then we should be able to work through it to get there. And if we both put our feelings aside, and we both allowed our principles to, to dictate our next move. And if we both truly believe that, then you, you, then you have nothing but a healthy relationship ahead of you. You have nothing but an accountable relationship. And you gain confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to confuse confidence with having a superiority complex. No. You be confident that you're in the best relationships possible. Yeah. That should be a confidence. Mm-hmm. This is the best relationships I have around me and you are able to celebrate your relationships. Don't never tell, let anybody tell you because they're not in great relationships, you shouldn't celebrate your relationships. What you gain is a sense of confidence and the ability to celebrate your relationships and celebrate life through your relationships. So to identify you have a superiority complex is not taken away from you. It's giving you insight to what you need to adjust to make sure your relationships flourish. And in, in the process, you will gain a great relationship by knocking out your ego. Absolutely. By eliminating your ego, you will gain a close a closeness and a connection. So just know in this segment of you know accountable love podcast, we're talking about you know how superiority complexes affect relationships. So don't affect your relationship with having a superiority complex. If you believe that you have one through listening to the podcast, you know, take a deep dive, look in the mirror. If you don't know if you have one, ask the people around you. Absolutely. Have the discussion. Start the discussion. Have them listen to this podcast. Listen to the podcast together. Really identify if any of these issues are glaring within your relationship. Are you the person who's putting everybody down and treating everybody poorly? and believe that you're entitled to it or are you the person that's being put down and 
being dismissed and being disrespected and feel like you deserve it, y'all both have a superiority complex. Y'all both believe the relationship is all about you when it's supposed to be about y'all. If both people aren't flourishing in the relationship, it's not a relationship. It's a codependency. Yeah. So, I mean, don't be don't be the person that's sucking the air out the room, and that can go on both ends. Definitely, quite honestly. The way, and that's a that's a that's a real simple way of saying it, Jerry. So, you know, this is another accountable love. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. And enjoy, listen, Please. learn, and enjoy. Yeah, comment. Let us know what your thoughts are. All right. Have a good one.